Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, we are here for a Crystal Palace Club update. Of course, joined by Jay, you can find on Twitter at the Eagles Beak. Uh, Jay, it's been a while, but we just had to have you on after the result yesterday, after kind of the doom and gloom of the first two weeks, which were then kind of... Uh, mentioned by sam on the show last week uh, we figured we had to get you on after the result this week for those that don't know a, a 2-1 win against manchester united plenty of ups and downs if you wouldn't mind why don't you run us through uh, that match from your perspective hey kev yeah it's great to be back on the pod um yeah what what a start to the season um sam's obviously covered the everton game and sheffield united debacle last weekend but um i have to say that the social media uh, among Palace fans and uh, Lincoln in the club this past week has been pretty horrific just after that Sheffield United result um, away from home. It, it wasn't more, it wasn't around losing to a team like Sheffield United and Newton promoted side. That's that's not the issue. It's the, it's the manner of the loss. Um, and I won't harp on too much about that, but I think there was a, a lot of finger pointing and uh, even Patrick Van Arnholt come out and said that they, they wanted it more than us and, uh, you know, stuff like that. And, and this past week has been kind of, pretty tough on social media with a lot of Palace players being called out um, and, and picked up on on social media. And a, a one player particularly, Patrick Van Aanholt, who is very active on social media, particularly with his fancy football team um, and, um, you know, likes to interact with people on online and stuff, which, you know, it's, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's great when fans feel like they can kind of, you know, chat to uh, or, or, or tweet or message, uh, you know, players from their club. But, it goes too far sometimes, and this past week has been pretty tough. But nobody gave us hope at the weekend. Old Trafford, it's a place where we haven't won for 30 years in the league. We we won in the League Cup uh, a number of years ago when Darren Ambrose scored what Gary Neville called the greatest goal ever scored at Old Trafford, and we're, and we're going to cling on to that one for, for a long time. But, um, yeah, 30 years is a long time. Uh, and United have been a side that we... They've been our nemesis. We, we've we've really struggled to beat them uh, in the Premier League, and then they've been a team, well, in the cups as well. I mean, two FA Cup finals against them, and they beat us both times. Um, but that's uh, that's scratching on our <laughs> some old wounds that are uh, kind of healed. Um, but yesterday was um, yeah, going into the game, nobody gave us hope, and that's that. Do you know what? That's that's Palace all over. That's that's the best way that we we react as a as a club and a, and a set of players. So uh, going to Old Trafford. Fans probably, Palace fans probably didn't think much about it, kind of half expecting a bit of a beating because obviously Chelsea had that on opening day. Um, but, you know, the first 20 minutes, half an hour, you know, United had an awful lot of possession in the game and, and that's what you'd expect. But pa- that's how Palace play away from home. We've got that ability to to hit and hurt on a counter-attack with the likes of Zaha and 
Jordan Ayo starting. And a massive shout out to Roy Hodgson yesterday because, you know, after after last Sunday in Sheffield, he made four changes to the team yesterday. Um, not often he does that, not that many changes. Um, and I think Jordan Ayo is probably unlucky to have been dropped from that Everton game. He played really well against Everton on, on the opening weekend. Didn't get a goal, but uh, but led the line really well and, and linked up really well. So he started on the bench against uh, Sheffield United, but he came back into the team for this United game. And for me, man of the match. I mean, he had a he had a fantastic performance as a lone striker. Scored the opening goal after um, a, a, a brilliant flick on header from Jeffrey Schlappley, beating Lindelof of all people um, to the header. And um, you know, I just had to yeah, pick his spot and, uh, and and score. And that was that was that was the first shock of the day. Uh, Old Trafford, you're kind of thinking, well, you know, before half time, long way to go. Let's get to half time uh, and, and and see how it goes from there. And then um, we we kind of we kind of gained a bit of strength from that from taking lead, a bit of confidence. And Zaha came into the game more. Uh, his 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 running battle against the likes of Wan Bissaka, uh, who was obviously at Palace last season, and uh, you know they're good friends with each other. Um, that was a fascinating battle between the two of them. Uh, taking on Ashley Young as well, making him look uh, silly on more than one occasion as well, which is great. Um, but Palace as a side, I mean, Roy set them up really well. Um, and it was a real kick in the teeth, really, when uh, when Daniel James had that, uh, scored that good goal, really good goal, I have to say, a good goal, uh, 90, 89th minute. And you're kind of thinking, oh, at Old Trafford, five minutes injury time, can we hang on to the point? Um, and then up pops Patrick Van Aanholt. You know, a great movement from the team. Uh, in injury time, 93rd minute. And I have to say, um, it started with Christian Benteke making a challenge in the midfield on on Pogba uh, to win the ball back. And it just went from there. Ball went out wide to Patrick Arnholt. He he linked up very well with Wilf and, uh, and and there it goes in the back of the net. Even if De Gea should have got it, who cares? It's a Palace win. First one at Old Trafford for 30 years. And we're absolutely ecstatic, to be honest. I mean, this is just... This is a palace. After last weekend, this is a proper palace thing to do: to go and upset the apple cart, go to United, and uh, and, and and get the three points. And uh, I think in the end, you know, a lot of not United fans have you know said things on social media about Palace cheating and wasting time and slowing the game down. But isn't that what the big clubs do? You know, this is you know we this mm. is not the sort of thing we've become accustomed to doing. But somewhere at United, Roy set us up to be stubborn, hard to beat. Hard for United to to get through, and you know you're not going to go to Old Trafford as a team like Palace and go out and attack and attack and attack because that's just going to play into their hands. Not sure what they expect. Um, obviously, you don't like losing to a team like Palace, but hey, you know you got to take it on the chin. Um, fantastic result, Patrick Van Aanholt, as I mentioned on social media and some of his comments in the week, um, had the final say with the with the second goal. Um, and and yeah, we're 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 back on uh, you know. A, Life is good on social media and as a Palace fan at the moment after that result. But, it, you know, we've seen this before um, in previous seasons that, you know, we won at City last year. We beat Arsenal away last year. You know, we, we do play up against the big sides. And, you know, we don't always do it every season, but we tend to put in a, a really good performance against these sides. And uh, and we more than matched United uh, yesterday. I have to say, bit of luck. There's a couple of dubious decisions in the game which actually went our way for a change. And, you know, the, the the big sides do get a fair, uh, you know, a, a fair amount of decisions going their way in games such as this. So it's nice to see us getting the rubber to green a little bit more than normal. But um, but yeah, as a Palace fan, I'm not the only one. Exceedingly happy after the result yesterday, and 
to score a winner, I mean, to, to actually concede the goal, to go one all and, and thinking, oh, can we hold on to actually going back up the other end and scoring the 93rd minute winner at Old Trafford. I think Pat, that's the that's only his second team to do that. Uh, and that's the first team at Old Trafford to score a winner in injury time, I believe. I think the stat I read yesterday. Uh, could be wrong. I think the first mm. one was Thierry Henry, but that was... Uh, Obviously, United were away for that game. So, um, so yeah, very happy with uh, with the result, the three points, and you know, gets us back um, and, and something for us to work on. I think you know from here. But yeah, it, it's it's a it's a real it's a real uh, weight off our shoulders now um, that one because it's been hanging around for thirty years. It's a long time not to get a result there. So very happy with that. Yeah, certainly a nice win to put in your pocket and a lovely three points in the league. Um, but uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the formation because it was a bit of a surprise when it came on the screen uh, before the match. It was going to be a 4-5-1, um, obviously departing from a bit more tr- traditional formations from you. And Zaha at the, at the tip was not something uh, that has typically worked out fantastically well. On the day, it does work out, though. Do you think we'll see more tactical flexibility from Roy in the future? Do you think this is something you'll employ? Or was this just kind of a one-off against the bigger side? I think Roy tries to tries to adapt the team to the opposition a lot of the time. Not so much at home. I think we're very rigid at home in terms of you know, that's how we're gonna that's how we're gonna set out, and and that's why probably we haven't got the results we should have done at home over the last couple of years. But I think Roy got his spot on yesterday. You know, flooded the midfield with players like Kuwait. He came in and made his first appearance of the season. Jeffrey Schluck, very energetic midfielder, um, supported Ayu really well. Um, and for the most part, Wilf was kind of, you know, we had to five it across the midfield, really, and, and Wilf was out wide. And being that player with a with a bit of freedom, but for, for most of the game, he was out in that wide position and cutting in to support Ayo as well. So I think Schlapp and, uh, and and Wilf had that little bit more freedom than perhaps the rest of the side. Luca probably struggled a bit in the game yesterday. Still did a job, don't get me wrong, but I think he struggled with... The midfield being so flooded, uh, you know, alongside Coyote, Schlupp, MacArthur as well. Um, dropping Townsend to the bench was, um, I mean, Townsend's a hard-working player who supports the defence, but I think we needed, you know, something to try and stifle that, uh, you know, that United side, which he did. Um, whether we're going to see it again, it wouldn't surprise me if he did it uh, at other top six sides this season. You know, it's worked against United, but, you know, United are a different side when you compare them to the likes of Liverpool and a Man City, um, perhaps you could put them in a similar kind of boat as Arsenal. But um, but yeah, it, it worked yesterday. But obviously, you know, you, you've you've got to make sure that the players do their do the jobs that they've been, you know, set up to do and told to do, and, and they all executed it um, almost to perfection yesterday. I think um, so. You've got to rely on that side of things. But it wouldn't surprise me if he tried it elsewhere, uh, whether it's with the same personnel or not. Um, we've got a fair amount of choice for that midfield now. Um, you know. Flooding the midfield like he did yesterday probably has a lot more to do with what we've what what he's got at his disposal in terms of players this year. Uh, we have a lot of midfield options, an awful lot of midfield options. We don't have a lot of uh, options up front. Um, and for me, I'd rather see Wilf playing out wide and supplying uh, the front man. And it, what really worked yesterday was Jordan Ayew playing that lone striker role very well indeed. He battled hard. He 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 hassled and harangued the uh, the United back line um, to you know to, to, th- all through the game until he was substituted and and, and Benteke came on. But um, yeah, I wouldn't surprise. I, I I wouldn't want to see us play it too often against um, some of the lesser sides in the Premier League. You know, 
although it, to be honest, it might have worked a bit better against Sheffield United last week, that sort of formation. But um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think we'll see it a few more times, but I don't think it's going to be a regular occurrence. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, I kind of mentioned uh, as we headed into there that Zaha was leading the line, just gets one shot on target, two shots on the day. Uh, what do you make of his role in this Crystal Palace side? With, with the struggles of Benteke, um, and I think you let uh, Sorloth out on loan, so I guess Wickham yeah. is still there as the only is, other yeah. forward options. Yeah. Are you thinking that we will see a lot more of Zaha playing up front this season, and do you think that's the best way to use him? Good question. I Personally, I prefer to see him out wide and, and being that creative player, uh, particularly when the likes of Benteke is playing. But in saying that, we've only got Benteke, Wickham, and Ayu as as the stri- three striker options this year, and it's unlikely we're we're going to play two up front unless it's Wilf and somebody else. The, the problem I find with Wilf is that he finds a space and he's very tricky when he plays up front or off the off the striker. But he he, he doesn't have he's he's not a natural goal scorer, and I say that because when you watch him play up front or or sitting off of the likes of Ayu, who's kind of a very similar similar kind of player. But more so Benteke. When Benteke is up there and he gets the flick-ons, uh, Wilf doesn't anticipate that flick-on. He's that, that, and that's why it's, you know, he's not kind of you know right on his shoulder and uh, and expecting that. Where if he's playing a true striker role, he probably should be, you know, expecting that kind of thing. Jeffrey Schlapp did it great yesterday, um, but obviously he he's not Benteke. Benteke is that player doing that flick-on. It's it's very it's not very often we get a player running beyond Benteke to to take on that flick on. Whereas Jeffrey Schlupp won ahead yesterday and Jordan Ayew was that natural striker who, who, who did exactly that. Zaha's not that kind of player. He's, he's not that natural striker. He gets goals, no doubt about it, but that's more to do with his skill and his pace. Um, and I think he's got a bit more to learn to, to play that role. Maybe as a kind of, you know, a, a deep line forward, you know, behind Benteke or behind Ayew. But to, to me, I, I'd much rather him be creative out wide. And if he's cutting inside and, and doing his work that way, um, as a as a kind of stereotypical winger, but to be honest, yeah, football's moving away from that kind of winger these days, which is why uh, Zaha's had to adapt a little bit and and be a bit more uh, flexible within the Palace, uh, you know, within the Palace uh, side. And you know, there's no doubt, and is 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 he is our main player. Uh, you know, we've got some really good players at the club as well, but you know, 
this is the last season, let's face it, we're going to see him at Palace. So we've just got to make the most of, you know, seeing him play, wearing that Palace shirt because there's no doubt he's either going to be gone in January or next summer. So we use him to the best of his abilities right now to get what we can out of him in this side. And whether it's out wide or, or off the front man, then Roy's the guy to judge that, I guess. But personally, I prefer him to be out wide. Yeah, and you touched on something I did want to follow up on, which was Zaha's kind of mindset post-transfer window. Mm. Obviously, the late transfer request is rejected. He stays. Hodgson very emphatically on deadline day, saying that Zaha was staying. Um, what have you made of his performances thus far, and are you worried about that or, at all, or do you think he'll just be a professional and just kick on until eventually he does depart? I think there's a lot of concern. Um, you know, there's no doubt that you know a player's head would be in a different place after after what happened. I mean, it's it's common knowledge that he he handed his handed in the transfer request 24 hours before the deadline finished. Uh, he returned late from the African Cup of Nations as well, so he wasn't up to speed to start the game against Everton anyway. Uh, that first game, but in saying that, uh, you know, his mindset there, there was a massive concern among. Palace fans, and you know, what will we see of him? Um, yeah, will, will we see him play against Everton? Uh, when will we see him start, and and how will it affect him? Um, you've only got to look at the the, the moment he came on against Everton. I mean, I, I was more concerned about the reaction of uh, of the fans after that, uh, after what happened on on deadline day or 24 hours before deadline day. Um, but he came on against Everton, got a, a rapturous welcome. By the fans in that 65th minute or 60 minute, whichever it was, um, and that kind of sealed it for me. And I think, I think that did a lot to put Wilf's mind at rest a little bit. In that, you know, I think it's clear that he sees, you know, he, he's at Palace now until whether it's January or next summer or you know whatever happens. So, I think he's the kind of player that will just get on and uh, well that's what I hoped he would be that player to just get on and play for Palace play for the club that you know he, he started at and uh, and all that and let's face it he could have made a lot of enemies you know through, through what had happened there's no doubt about it you know it's happened we've seen it at other clubs and other players um, but he came on and, and did a job in the Everton game unlucky not to you know to get us through to the win in that game um, disappeared a bit in the Sheffield United game when perhaps we we needed him uh, more than ever, but that's probably a lot more to do with the way that we were playing, and you know we didn't get the ball to him enough. But we, we saw glimpses of it against United yesterday. In that, you know, he took on he he showed Aaron Wan-Bissaka, you know, exactly what he's about. Uh, Ashley Young, he put put him on his backside on a couple of occasions, um, and while he wasn't integral to the game, he he was a clear concern for the United players and he dealt with that close attention very well indeed didn't lose his rag uh, like he's done before um, and we've just you know yesterday I think probably showed a lot more about uh, you know him getting on with it and you know he'll do what he can while he's here uh, and then uh, and then we'll say our goodbyes but yeah massive concern I think from me and a lot of Palace fans as well in, in that you know where his head's going to be but I think in these opening few games he's shown us that um he, he's yeah he's fine he's professional he's getting on with it and he's got a very close affiliation with his club he i mean closer than uh many that i've seen before um very close to the chairman um and, and while all that's gone on behind the scenes and with his agents and the club and and, and whoever other clubs have made bids um i think that's been brushed under the carpet 
and he's just going to get on with it like we've seen in the last couple of games. Yeah, it was really interesting the kind of narratives heading in with Wambasaka versus Palace, his old <laughs> club, Saha versus United, his also old club. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with a lot of your points there. Also, if I'm not mistaken, this was Cahill's first start for Crystal Palace. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he gets the clean sheet. I think he conceded just once this season. Is that right as well? Uh, well, twice. Uh, we we could see the Sheffield ah, United, right. and then obviously yesterday the mm. Daniel James goal. But yeah, I mean Gary Cahill. A lot a lot of fans are dubious about him signing for Palace. Um, to be honest, for me, I I, I thought it was uh, a sensible signing. You know, free a free transfer, so you're not paying a fee. You're you're paying his wages, which is quite considerable, I would guess, from uh, coming from Chelsea. But he's he's kept himself. Fit. He's clearly kept himself fit. Uh, I don't think he's played a Premier League, a started Premier League game for like 15 months. I think the, the stat was yesterday, um, and I think he's a player that we've probably needed for a little while. Uh, James Tompkins is made of glass, so he gets injured a fair bit. Um, he had an operation in the summer, and he's he's not due back for for a little while into the, into the season yet, uh, due to complications. And Mamadou Sakho is still nursing an injury that he uh, that he missed the last seven or eight games of last season. So, you know, those two are our starting centre-backs are our, our, our dream team as centre-backs as, uh, as it were but they're both quite injury prone um, and Gary Cahill is a player who you know he's got experience he, he's he's been at Chelsea for a long time he's a winner he, he's won you know he's won trophies you know he's won things with he's won the Premier League he's he's won things with Chelsea and uh, you know he's got a vast amount of experience that he could bring to this Palace side um, we, we've got players in, in the side that have experience but I think he showed um, a, a lot of that yesterday. I think his first game was very accomplished as a as a senior player at a club. You know, a, a, a debut for a club, even though you're an experienced player, is often uh, often pretty tough. But in in the centre of defence, when you're uh, having to marshal that defence, and that's that's what he did brilliantly yesterday. You could see him talking to the defenders the whole game, and I do think I do really think that is why Patrick Van Hart had such a good game yesterday. Patrick Van Aanholt had a terrible season last year, and we're going into this season with uh, with him as left back. and And a lot of fans are like, we needed some competition for him. He doesn't really have any competition other than there's a youngster coming through the ranks, Tyreek Mitchell, who we believe is going to be. Um, if he gets his chance, he, he could really have a have a good go um, as Aaron Wan-Bissaka did. Um, but Gary Cahill taught Wambasaka and, and the rest of the defence through the game yesterday. And, and while he was lucky to stay on the pitch uh, yesterday, uh, obviously we, you know that decision went our way. But um, he was he was brilliant. He he was just what we needed. When we look back at the Sheffield United loss the weekend before, we were pretty much all over the place at the back. Um, and and this is a side that you know Scott Dan and uh, Martin Kelly actually you know did well keep a clean sheet against Everton in the opening game and as we know in the Premier League every game is different every every week is different but um, Gary Cahill I was I was very impressed with yesterday and I, I didn't really have a concern about him him joining um, I didn't know what sort of you know game time he was going to get or what sort of state of fitness he was in you know coming into the club but um, I spoke to a, a fellow um, Chelsea group um, and I think the big thing they said to us was uh, the Puma kit will uh, 
will work well for Gary Cahill because of the size of his biceps. <laughs> I've never I've never noticed it before, but he's got massive arms. He's got huge arms. Um, that's just a side note, anyway. But um, <laughs> he, he's a he's a, a he's a proper defender who gets stuck in, and he he did his trademark. Um, he, he he did it quite a lot for Chelsea, I noticed. But he, he went for a header which was quite low on the ground and, and clear uh, and cleared it. Just and 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 any sort of player that. You know, puts their puts their face into danger of getting a you know a, a boot for it is is a winner for me. So yeah, I I think it was a big a big part of that result yesterday for us and uh, a real real sense of stability uh, in that back line. And to be honest, I think the biggest thing was that um, I can't remember a save that uh, Vincente Gaeta had to make yesterday, which proves how well the back four back line played. Yeah, and then like the ten matches where Mamadou Sako was fit, that's that's a very talented pairing. <laughs> Um, although uh, getting up there in years th- th- these days. Um, you yes, also mentioned yeah. having Townsend come off of the bench certainly seems to be a good thing for you uh, as it would kind of bring that at least crossing and pace element on the right. Do you think he's better off for Palace starting the match so that you have that for 90 minutes or trying to compress all of that into you know a tight 30 or less? I, do you know what? I love Andros to bits. He he works so hard and, he, and he's... His link up with uh, Aaron Wan-Bissaka last year was, was brilliant out, out out wide. You know, he he talked Aaron Wan-Bissaka through games. He he linked up well with him, a kind of um, double team players with Wan-Bissaka and um and he's in it. He's a winger, but he's a very defensive defense minded player as well because he tracks back a lot uh, and works that line up and down. Um, I think the only downside is that his his contribution, his final ball and uh, and his goal tally doesn't. Probably isn't what it should be, um, you know, in terms of getting that cross into the box, particularly when Benteke is playing. You know, you've got to play to a striker's strengths because we know strikers are generally lazy players and they want it on the plate. Um, but, but as you know, when when we play with a player like Benteke, so often we've hit hit the ball, got the ball to his feet, and he's not a bad striker with his feet. But um, you know, his strength is with his head, and and, and we've got to use that. But all too often. Uh, we've done the wrong thing with the strikers up front, and Andros is as guilty as that uh, as anybody in the Palace team, really. Uh, I think he was unlucky to be dropped uh, for the game yesterday, but I don't consider it him being dropped for any real performance. It was, you know, the, the the team that were picked yesterday were specifically for the task at hand to try and get something out, you know, out of the United game, really. Um, and 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 width probably width going forward probably wasn't our biggest uh, our, our our biggest aim, really. Um, and with Wilf on one side. We probably couldn't afford to have another player out the other side. So I think Andros um, suffered from that front really uh, more than anything else. But I, Andros is great. I, personally, I think he's better starting for us than he is coming off the bench. Um, and obviously, he scored that goal at City last year, which is uh, you know, which is in, in the final ten goals for the Puskas Award this year, which is no mean feat. Um, but it, we just need a little bit more from him in terms of delivery and and also. Um, goals as well but yeah I, I think yesterday he will start more games than he doesn't this season um, I think he's a better player when he starts a game um, but then next week he'll probably go and prove the opposite and come on and score <laughs> score from the bench but you know uh, he's he's a he's a fir- he's on the he's on the team sheet uh, as a starter most weeks but I think he suffered because of the formation yesterday and how he wanted to play gotcha well it'll certainly be interesting to see how he performs as you say mentioned for Puskas and also a uh 
soft spot for most Tottenham fans, considering how long <laughs> he was there in the academy and everything. Uh, all right, well, with kind of all of this in mind, what have your impressions of this Crystal Palace team been thus far? And do you have any sense yet of where you might be fighting? Maybe, you know, top 10, relegations? Where, where do you think your, your competition is coming from this season? Oh, this, I mean, this is such a typical Palace side, isn't it? I mean, we had the, we had the fighting spirit against Everton to, to keep a clean sheet and get a point and arguably should have got the win. Then we had the debacle up at Sheffield last weekend. And then we had the, the flip side, the reaction and the fantastic result at, at United yesterday. It, it's just, it just seems like a typical Palace side that not a lot different to last year. You know, last year we were never in the bottom three at all. Uh, last season, there was a, a, a small threat of us being dragged into it, but uh, we put pay to that. I, I don't see us doing much different to last year, I would have to say. Um, we are a cohesive unit. We, we do have a lot more options across the midfield than we did last year. Uh, we got the likes of Camarasa to come in, who's a very exciting talent and, and well for, very well for Cardiff last year. So we, a bit more creativity there. Uh, the glimpses we've seen of, of James McCarthy is just another of what we've kind of already got there in in, in the like of James McArthur and, and Chet Carter. Um We've got a very stubborn squad of players, I think. Um, and I don't see us doing too much different to last year. So I'm 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 expecting a mid-table. If we can challenge for a top 10, then great. But, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. This is our seventh season in Premier League. Some fans are thinking we should be pushing on by now. But, um, you have got to be careful what you wish for in, in football, and you know we're not a top six side. You know we 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 know our place uh, in in you know in the general scheme of things. But if we can challenge for top ten, great. But I think first and foremost we've got to look at getting that forty point barrier, seeing what point of season that is, and then well we can push on from there. But I think I I think we should be able to push on to mid table. We've got a lot of experience in that side. Uh, I think we're one of the oldest squads in the Premier League, actually, in terms of age, uh, average age, uh, which you know some people are kind of scoffing at a little bit and thinking we should be, you know, should be having some young players in and around there. But uh, I think that's just where we are at the moment. I think Palace have always been a side that, if you look through the previous six seasons in the Premier League, we've generally always brought in players that have experience in the Premier League. You know, you could point other clubs in the Premier League, um, such as Brighton, as a good example. They haven't particularly brought in anybody over since they've been promoted that have Premier League experience and they almost suffered a bit through that last year, I think. Um, Palace generally have always brought in players that, you know, can kind of hopefully hit the ground running a little bit and, and go with that experience. And it's kind of it's kind of proved okay for us to, for now, uh, you know, to keep us where we are. But it'd be nice to see us push on, but I, I'm going to go for a, another uh, a mid-table finish like last season. Gotcha. Time will certainly tell in that regard, but... Obviously, regardless of what happens long-term, a fantastic win yesterday as we record. Uh, Jay, an absolute pleasure having you back on. Why don't you tell the folks where they could reach you? Thank you, Kevin. It's a pleasure as always. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm at the Eagles Beat. Website is uh, theeaglesbeat.com. We're at, very active on Twitter. Uh, between games, during games, uh, we love chatting to opposition fans as well. It's some of the best things we do. Um, so come and follow us at the Eagles Beak on Twitter, at the Eagles Beak on Twitter, and we're also on Facebook as well. So uh, come f- like us, follow us, chat to us, do whatever you like. Uh, just don't abuse us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly don't send any hatred their way. Looking at you, Brighton fans. Uh, no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> anyway, an absolute pleasure having you on. As always, really enjoyed it, and I'm sure we'll speak soon. 
Discuss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.